Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! She asks me why I'm just a hairy guy I'm hairy noon and night Hair, that's a fright I'm hairy high and low Don't ask me why Don't know It's not for lack of bread Like the grateful dead Darling Give me a head with hair Long beautiful hair Shining I saw I, I saw the wheel spinning in your head trying to figure out which version I had chosen. That's exactly what uh, I was wondering as a matter for, of fact. For the, did you figure it out? It's the it's probably the most recent cast. That is correct. It, it was the it was the most recent Broadway run yes. of the of the show. I noticed that it was not the original cast because that would have uh, been part man, part biscuit, Jim Rado. Right. <laughs> and dead Jim Ragney. Right. Uh, so that was that one. And then I thought you might have gone with the Cow Sills version. Oh, okay. Which was the popular version of the song um, that played on radios in the 70s. No, I, I went with the new Broadway cast version because um, I saw it twice during its run. Did you? And I know you saw it a few times as well. I saw it once during yeah, its run. I went I went twice. With, with actually one of my casts. Yeah, I um like a cast reunion. Myself and Mrs. OG went once together and then uh we did it again with um with friends. Uh not with friends, with family, sorry. I think her dad might have come with us at the time. <laughs> with Fred. Yeah, Who? With, with Fred. So I, my goddamn seat is all the fakakta. I'm not used to this seat. This is like the other guy's seat. Wait, no, uh, I'm um, the other guy. This is anyway. 
So, as you notice, PK. The other pair of letters. PK is not with us this evening. It in happens. Spirit, he is. He's always with us in spirit. Did, did he send? Did he? Did he seem like angry, PK, when he sent that message today? I mean, I felt the vibe of. I felt the vibe of, of AK. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I I kind of feel like AK and PK. It's like, it's like ten to eleven on the dial. Yes, you know what I'm saying, okay. and I love PK. Oh, but yeah. but he's you know he, sometimes he gets upset as we all do. No, we're not. Come on, we're not. We're not. We're not busted. This, but we love PK. Everything. Every it's look. Something came up. Uh, he's not sleeping on the floor of his office, which is good. Is there um, snow there? No, no, not at all. Oh, oh, no. Oh. I'm just giving good excuses for why you might miss a show. Uh, wow. He's not trapped in horrendous traffic, which is why we're late. That's why it's a late show. <laughs> That's right. And that's for why the- we're calling this episode Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 522, After Bedtime. That's right. After Bedtime, up all night. <laughs> so, do you remember that shit? Was oh, it, yeah. Who was it? It was Gilbert Godfrey did it, and then there was the that other big booby. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. Softcore porn star that used to do it. On, was that USA, wasn't it? USA, up all night? Yeah. It was shit that started after 11 on USA, I think is what, yes. is what that was. Yes. So, yeah. So, this is episode 522. Big Kev, do you want to give um, do you want to give an explanation why we opened up with hair? I feel like we should. Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, we are recognizing the passing of the composer of the original Broadway musical Hair, Galt McDermott, passed yes. away. One day shy of, I believe it was his 90th birthday. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yes. So there you go. And Hair's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. I met him once. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm fairly, I think he was at one of my productions, actually. Oh. Was he an East Coast gentleman? Yes. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for those who, who don't know, I have directed the musical Hair, I think, six times now. And Jim Rado, yes. who is the living of the two people who wrote Hair, right. has been to five of them. Wow. And Gal right. McDermott, I think, has been at one. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Uh, yeah. Somehow I was never involved in any of your productions of Hair on any level. No, you, no, you managed to skate all of those. I mean, it was after I spent so much time. My wife almost was. My wife almost was. After I spent a a considerable amount of time on Godspell. Well, that's uh, true. Well, I had did before and after. That's right. That's right. right. Um, But yeah. (laughs) That's true. You you did manage to avoid all of those. I I think I was at the auditions for hair. Because I have recollections of stories. Personal stories that we like to share no, uh, no, behind closed I doors. Were, I don't think – is it about on my own? Yes. Yeah, you weren't at that one. No, I was at that one. Were you? I was in the room for that particular – this is literally okay. just for me and you at this point. You realize that. <laughs> and, and, and McBeath if he's listening. <laughs> and McBeath if he's, if, if he's alive. Uh, he's, all right. Let's – I spoke to him recently. I check in with him like every three months. I like to send him a text message on his birthday. I just I check with him quarterly. So so his birthday comes around, right? I, I mm-hmm. check my stupid nuts for lumps. 
I make sure all my smoke detectors have uh, working batteries, and I send John a text message. Make sure he's alive. There you go. That's it. That's fair. His birthday, very important in my life for those reasons. Totally fair. (laughs) All right. Let's move forward with the news for tonight's show. Um, Check my nuts for (laughs) loops. Yeah, I found two. For for long-time weird medicine fans, that was for you. Um, So there you go. The man who killed Don Quixote. Finally Fine. coming to us in 2019. This is the long gestating, forever in production. Like 40 years. Terry Gilliam, Don Quixote film. Um, th- this is one of those things that he had been working on um, for years and years and years and years. It was a passion project of his. And it had been, it had hit all sorts of legal issues, production issues, it was a nightmare. Um, it was, a, it was an a, absolute nightmare. I think there's a, isn't there? I could be wrong about this. I feel like there was a documentary made about him trying to make this movie. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I feel like you're right as well, but I, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, is, don't either. Is, is Terry Gilliam, is he, has he passed? He has. Yeah. Oh, no, he's alive. He's still around? Okay. For yeah. some reason, I thought he had passed. I know the other Terry nope. had passed. But I thought Gilliam had we I thought we had lost Gilliam as well. Terry um, Jones? Yeah, he passed a long time ago, didn't he? No. Monty Python, has, Terry Jones? Didn't he go? Yeah, I think he, his Alzheimer's. I don't Who think died dead, from Monty though. Python? I thought somebody from Python had yes, passed. Yes. Yes. Uh Graham Chapman. Oh. Graham right, Chapman maybe that, died. Right, maybe that's who I'm confusing with. Decades ago. Yeah, I thought one of the Terry's had gone as well. I All don't right. no. He no, he has he has all Alzheimer's. Okay. Alzheimer's. 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 Yeah. You're gonna get it just trying to say it. So um he has it. I don't know that he has passed though. Okay. But I remember the most recent thing I saw from him, and I can't remember when I saw it now, is that he he received some lifetime achievement award. Um and his I believe his son walked him up onto the stage to get it. He didn't say anything. Okay. I think he just kind of raised his hand and they applauded. And I, th- I think that's what happened. But I don't know. You can look it up. I mean, that's what you do with members of my I think Python. he's. A, I think he's alive, though. If you see him, you raise your hands and applaud because they all have been uh, epically con- uh, contrib- contributors to popular culture, TV, film, etc. You love most of those Monty Python guys. Me? Yeah. I love all those Monty Python guys. Really? I thought you weren't a fan of Eric Idle. No, 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 no. I don't think it, uh, it's not that I'm not a fan of Eric. In fact, I, I'm a quite a fan of Eric Idle in some ways. For example, Nuns on the Run. Sure. Which, you know, is one of my favorites. I do. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, uh, he's the star in that. No, I think where where my where my sort of not division, but my sort of. Uh, I know where your film division lies. I, I know that I know that you do not embrace Holy Grail like many other people. I know that no, I, I know that no, is I loved Holy Grail right. until, until Rennie's, Rennie's it. destroyed it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> they ruined it entirely. And it was never my favorite Mon- Python film. That was always the meaning of life. Uh, well, yeah. Always. Um but uh but but that said, my my bit I think my bit about Eric Idle is the fact that he kind of um I remember reading something about the fact that he took or that he was accused or maybe John Cleese said this or 
maybe one of the other ones said, or maybe it was just a general notion that he's kind of, he kind of took things that were created by all of those individuals and sort of took them and ran with them like, like Holy Grail, the musical. Right. Well, I mean, Eric Idle was the, was the one who, to me, he always struck me as the guy who wanted to keep the Monty Python brand alive. That's so, true. So not that no one else was uh, enamored of it. Certainly, if you've ever heard an interview with John Cleese where he talks about his his time with Monty Python, he loved all of the stuff that he created with them. But John Cleese, and for very good reasons for John Cleese, he had moved on past Monty Python. I mean, out of right. out of that entire group, I would think John Cleese has probably the most, um, probably is the biggest acting prolific, career, right? Um, prolific. You know, Terry Gilliam, obviously, you know, he he stayed more behind the camera and has done some brilliant and beautiful work through the years. Um, Cleese stayed in front of the camera, behind the camera a bit as well, but always did beautiful work, great work, fantastic actor. Eric Idle, Eric Idle was always just Eric Idle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like even no matter what movie he was in, he was Eric Idle. And that's not necessarily bad. He was in the funny way Hugh, in the way Hugh Grant is Hugh Grant right, in but, every movie. But you know what I mean? Like, like Eric Idle's cameo in National Lampoons was just that was just Eric Idle, right? Like he wasn't playing a character; he was playing himself. I mean, but you, do you, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes. So anyway, all right. Gamble did all says Palin. Michael Palin uh, did all those travel shows. Yes, that's true. That is true. His passion. Was really that, and he turned his fame into a career in travel shows. Good for him. Right. That said, though, Fish Called Wanda. I was going to say Fish Called Wanda, which is probably one of the best films ever, ever, ever. Um, and how do you deny Cleese and Palin in, in in that? And they only have one scene together. Yeah. You know, and it was brilliant, but you know, still one scene. That, so, but that movie as a whole is brilliant. What's yeah, his name? Uh, Kevin, not Kevin. Uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, Kevin Klein is is Academy Award winning, fucking amazing uh, winner for that movie. Yeah, I mean that he won Best Supporting Actor for that movie I and well deserved. I think that's the movie that really enamored me with Kevin Klein. I mean, I, I you know I, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, obviously, but I think Fish Call Wanders that kind of sealed the deal for me. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been good in a lot of things. I mean, I liked him as Bottom in that adaptation of Midsummer's. Yeah. Um, right. He was bottom, right? Yeah, he was mm -hmm. bottom. Um, Pirates, right? Pirates of Penzance. Wasn't that Kevin Klein too in the film adaptation of that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyhow, let's move forward. Uh, Stargirl, which is one of the many, many sh programs coming to that DC streaming service. And now I'm getting it. Has cast its Dr. Midnight. The only reason I put this on the prep sheet this week was because it related to Dr. Midnight. You're a huge fan of Stargirl, but you're also you're a huge fan of Dr. Midnight. Are you not? Well, I, I am, yes. But uh, it's actually the Justice Society that I'm a fan of. Right. All those characters, um, those golden age. And that book that they did several years ago where they were kind of commingling with their current counterparts because they had... There was a time slip, some such thing. It was uh, a really interesting book. Uh, well, and and actually, um, Justice Society's little bit of cameos here and there on Legends of Tomorrow 
was really good too. Stargirl yes. was portrayed really well. I mean, they were all portrayed very well. So we have uh, Henry Thomas has been cast as Dr. Midnight yes. from The Haunting of Hill House, Gerald's Game, etc., etc., etc. How about E.T.? E- was he a, was it was he a young lad in E.T.? Yeah, he's the lead kid. Was he really? That's Henry Thomas. I did not know that. Am I am I drastically wrong about that? I think I am. Uh, no, I why I'm not questioning you. I just No, I'm you. I'm questioning me now. I didn't know that. That's, am I, I wrong about I that? I don't remember I don't remember seeing that in this article that I read. So but, which which is why I'm now questioning myself. Do, 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 do. I mean, again, I'm not doubting you. I just don't uh I just don't recall seeing don't wanna, it myself. I don't want to feel like an ass. Well, I mean, more than normal. <laughs> See, I jumped in there. Th- thank you. Thank you for. Clearing yeah, I'm right. Yes, yeah, it was. Little See, kid Will says, yes, it was. Legends of the Fall. Also, he was excellent in Legends of the Fall. Oh, yeah. Legends of the Fall. Which, which by the way, is not a chick flick. If uh, certain cartoonist is listening. <laughs> which, which, which cartoonist believes in that? <laughs> is, is it, is it, is it, is it bunny? Is that, is it, is it him? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it really? Yeah, he actually he and I he and I had this long standing argument about the fact that I maintain that uh, Legends of the Fall is not a chick flick. He maintains it is a chick flick. So we watched it together and we were discussing it as we were watching it. Right. And I just I maintain the fact that no chick flick has one of the main characters impaled on barbed wire and shot from a World War One era machine gun. After he's been blinded by mustard gas uh, and, and then shot with that machine gun from about 20 yards away. So his... And then, and then uh-huh. his brother runs up, kills the two guys on the machine gun with a knife, and then uh, goes and cuts the heart out of his brother so he can bring that back to his father. And then goes a little crazy and starts scalping Germans. Yeah, that seems uh, pretty yeah. graphic. Chick, chick flick. <laughs> I just, I'm just not, no. Yeah, I, 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 I graphic. Think, That's what happens in the movie. I, I think that, uh, I, I think that, uh, that particular artist's opinion is entirely based on the fact that, that Brad Pitt is, is shirtless in a couple of scenes. Nothing else. And his, hair, and his hair is blonde and flowing. And at some point, someone squirts water on him. Yeah, I'm but like, that's so what? But that's he's making, chick appeal. He's making chick it sound appeal. like a Fabio uh, cover yeah, novel. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's like, well, it's too bad Fabio wasn't available for the role. So they had to use Brad Pitt, I guess. Oh, no. You know, like, uh, we should say that, you know, it's sluggy freelance if you've not that's checked right. out the. One of the world's greatest online comic strips. None other than uh, our. You heard all. Of, tell him you heard all about how he thinks everything is a chick flick. I'm Big Kev's geek stuff. There you go. Reach out to, reach out to, our our good friend, Mr. Pete Abrams. Yeah. All right. Let's move forward. Uh, Adria Arjona is in talks to star alongside Jared Leto, and the upcoming has nothing to do with fucking Spider-Man Morbius movie. Oh, there's a more. Uh, is Jared Leto playing Morbius? Uh, Jared Leto, I believe, is playing Morbius. Oh, well, then he can be relieved from all those terrible Joker duties. Sure. Um, I really oh, only put this. Oh, go ahead. No, I I wanted to address. I wanted to address. Gambled it all wants to know if uh, that is your pet rooster. He's hearing in the background. OG. Is there a pet rooster in the background? Oh, is that that's on your end? 
Yes, what he's hearing is uh, uh, the Isle of Kauai's favorite bird, the uh, the rooster, <laughs> uh, Mr. Campbell, did all. They're everywhere. They're wild and everywhere. Yeah. So, yes, we hear them all the time. So the only rooster that I have even remotely close to me is the one painted on the wall in Montclair. I was that, going. I was that, going with the one in your pants. Well, I mean that's a different cock. But anyway, uh, but I'm bum. So really, I don't want to talk about Morbius, the Living Vampire, at all. Um, what I want to talk about is the fact that please, for the love of God, somebody then release Jared Leto from his contract. That'll never the, happen. Well, I mean, it's going to happen, sir. Once that damn Joker movie hits with. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix in it, dude. It's all going bye bye. Boo. Um, what I wanted to talk about, though, really, uh, we're going to skip one thing in the prep sheet. But what I wanted to talk about was the Spider Verse. So I went and saw Into the Spider Verse this past weekend, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will say that it was very well produced. Um, it looked beautiful. It was a great Spider Man story. It was a great Spider Verse story. Um, who voiced Spider-Ham? Uh, I forget the actor's name. Hold on. Oh, because it kind of sounded like... Oh, it was uh, John Mulaney. Oh, it's John Mulaney? Yeah. Comedian really? It was John, John Mulaney? Yeah, yeah. No. Because it sounded like uh, Patton Oswalt. From, from a voice... <laughs> I thought it would have been awesome if they had gotten Patton Oswalt. From a voice acting standpoint, the person who absolutely 100% ran away with the film, strictly from a voice acting standpoint, was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Who did he? Was he noir? He was noir, and he was amazing as noir. Really? He was amazing as noir. <laughs> so let's just get a Spider-Man noir Nicolas Cage film. That's it. Animated. It, animated. It was film. great. So um, I don't want to go into uh, too much spoilery type stuff because I know people have not yet seen it. So I'm going to say go see it. Stay for both after credit stingers. One of them will get you right in the feels, um, and one of them is sort of – one of them is really funny, but it's a good setup for the future. And speaking Which is of, happening, according correct. to this article. That's correct. So we're going to get a Spider-Verse sequel that's going to sort of focus on um, Miles Morales. And I almost said uh, Miguel O'Hara. Uh, Miles Morales and uh, Spider-Gwen, Gwen Stacy. And their sort of romance um, that they laid all the groundwork for in the first film and... Um, a storyline that is true to the comic books as well. So looks like we'll get Silk and Spider Woman as well. Correct. Um, I don't particularly care for Spider Woman. Out of all the Spider characters, she's probably one of my least favorite. Outrage. Um, but I kind of like Silk. Silk's a pretty cool <laughs> character. Um, but there, but but Spider Verse had some great cameos by some great villains and characters. Um, uh, the spiders that participated in it, uh, they made some really interesting choices. Like the 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 little the little anime girl with the robot. Like I remember her f from the right. books, and that was it. Was just a weird. It was a weird futuristic choice for spiders. Like if you were gonna go spiders from the future, that was a weird one to go with. Twenty ninety nine. That would have been my go to. Right. But but anyway, but I liked it. It was really it was really well done. I don't regret seeing it, and uh, hopefully I might get to see it a second time because my son really enjoyed it as well. So, oh, um, so go and check that out. Look forward to the sequel. It's coming to you. Netflix is oh, developing. Man. Well, we already know this, but um, 
uh, the Dark Crystal prequel series. Yes, is, is coming to us, and this week we got a Age of Resistance. The Age of Resistance. We got a look this week at some um, some stills from it, as well as some voice casting for it. So we have Taron Egerton from the Kingsman. He was uh, what's his name? He was the lead in Kingsman, was he not? Um, I believe he was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy from The Witch, Glass, etc. Uh, Nathalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones um, and those are going to be playing the three Gelfling heroes Ryan, Brea, and Deet um, I believe it's Rianne R- is it Rianne? but but if it's respectively and it's Taron Egerton I, I assumed it was a funny pronunciation of Ryan a la the director I mean it could be because it's it's, Rianne strikes me as a female name Whereas Ryan, with a goofy spelling, strikes me as a male name. Wow, look at the rest of these. I know. Other voice actors slated to lend their voices include Helena Bonham Carter, um, Eddie Izzard, Andy Samberg, Alicia Vikander, um, and I think that's it, right? Louis wow. Leterrier is going to be directing it. Uh, now You See Me, The Incredible Hulk, etc. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for this. Me I'm super too. excited for this. I, I like the Dark Crystal. Um, you know, the Dark Crystal is the scary one <laughs> out of that era of like Henson Froud films. Out of mm. out of that and I would of, refer to it as the good one. I, I I really like Labyrinth. Like I'm a fan Whoa. of Labyrinth. No, come on now. I Hate. really like Labyrinth. Um and I quite honestly, I watch Labyrinth more than I watch Dark Crystal. Because I think Labyrinth is easier to digest. Dark Crystal is a little bit more of a mental commitment. Yeah, it's uh, Labyrinth is simple, so you know it is simple. It's it's enjoyable and it's fun. Totally. Um, but I am looking forward to this sequel series. So I think that's uh, I think that's pretty cool. What's this Peanuts news? It's a little scary. New Peanuts shows and specials are going to land at Apple. So DH. X Media will be producing new Peanuts content for Apple. Um, uh, the rap has confirmed this. This includes a series, specials, and shorts featuring Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and the rest of the gang. Hmm. The first project will be an original short form STEM series that will feature Snoopy as an astronaut. Peanuts Worldwide and NASA recently signed a space act agreement, which was designed to inspire a passion for space exploration and STEM among the next generation of students. Um, so as odd as that sounds, I remember in the long, long time ago, um, there was a series in the before of books, time. In the before time. In the long, long ago. Um, there was a series of Peanuts books, and each book was focused on different forms of transportation, um, there was there was a there was a peanuts book all about ships, like boats and vessels. There was right. a peanuts book all about planes. There was a peanuts book all about um, cars and trucks. I vaguely and, remember these. And then there was a space book. I happen to have all four of these books in my house at this moment. Um, so it's not the first time that that peanuts has tackled space and worked with NASA to produce some sort of content. Um, I'm always excited at the prospect of new Peanuts content, but I'm oh, always, me too. Yeah. But, I, but I'm always scared that it's going to be, you know, meh. Race for your life, Charlie Brown. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's not going to be your. You know, it's not going to be Snoopy come home. It's going to be exactly race for your life, Charlie Brown. That's exactly. It's it. not going to be. It's not going to be uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. It's going to be the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, which no, I think was Charles Schultz. The Thanksgiving special is still a classic. It's it is a it's classic. not going to be uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas or it's Valentine's. Be, is it the Valentine's you know, special. Charlie Brown finds a tree. Whatever the one they added to the DVD to make it you know more viable, it's a more, it's a more purchasable. Yes, yes. So the um, other awful one is I've heard. Although I don't think I saw it referenced in this article, but I heard that one of the other series that they're going to be developing is a Red Baron series. Oh, so that 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 you know, there's intrigue there. I don't think though. I don't think you get better than the sequence in whatever I that original say it's sequence. It's a boy was. named Charlie Brown. I think it was a boy named Charlie Brown. Right? Isn't that the spelling bee one? I believe that is the spelling bee one. Yes. Which I think is the big Red Baron sequence in it. I yeah, think. I mean, that's. I think that's our first introduction to the Red Baron. In the animated form, possibly, um, and it's it, it's a, it's a fantastic sequence with with Snoopy and Woodstock, um, and that that whole bit there. I be, I think it's a boy named Charlie Brown. I, I feel like that is accurate, but um, that that sort of that sort of play with Snoopy, I think, could be really good and probably avoid a lot of the other pitfalls that some of the other stuff suffered because the stories as you like to say big Ev, the stories i think could be a little a little bit more simple and just sort of fun and sort of ridiculous and carried away uh and so there's not as much resting but, on them but grounded in reality well yeah. you know what i mean yeah of course I, I, you know that's one of the appeals i think of the thing so there's that um all right, we can. Move I'm. On. I'm really. Can I just? Can I just say? I'm yeah. sorry if I seem a little distracted. I am. Uh, I am totally taken by the prep sheet. Why? Why is that? Well, because it, there's just so many things on it that are just like what. Well, we don't have to get to all of them, but we're going to try our. our, our no, I know. I know. I understand. All right. Uh, Legendary Television inked a two-year deal with Milk Fed. Criminal Masterminds, which is a Matt Fraction book, is it not? Yes. Um, so uh, Matt Fraction, if you don't know, is a is a very well known, well respected comic book uh, uh, person. Person, and uh, he's done a bunch. He had a really good run on uh, Hawkeye. He had a bunch really, of things. He had a really good run on Daredevil, didn't he? Or am I confusing? No, not Fraction. Not Fraction. Okay. Mm -mm. Um, as a matter of fact, I think he relaunched that Hawkeye solo book when it came out. I believe that was Matt Fraction that did that. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, we have so many things coming from comic book to television to film these days. They really are um, they really are harvesting as much as they possibly can. And what I like about it so far, um, and obviously a, a lot has not yet been developed, but has been optioned or is in development. Um but I feel like a lot of the titles or creators that they are tapping are all really good creators. You know, they're, they're not scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right. No one out there is like, hey, let's do a series of television shows based on uh, 
Malibu comics. Right. Ugh. Pride. Remember that? I think the only Malibu comic that was halfway decent was the Barry Windsor Smith one. Rune. Or something along those lines. What's the one I'm remembering? Night that they made in the live action it TV was, show. It, was, uh, it wasn't Night Owl. It was Nightman. Nightman, right? It was yeah. Nightman. <laughs> Nightman was a little rough. Nightman didn't know what he wanted to be. Was he Batman? Was he Night oh, Owl? Was he shitty? To... Yeah, he was shitty. <laughs> Whether he thought it or not. Yeah. Did you see? Did you read? I'm about to ask you if you read an article that you clearly put on the sheet. <laughs> uh, the defenders can't appear on TV or film for at least two years. Yeah, that's some bullshit. So here's my opinion on this article. So this was this was a clause in their contract, right? Mm-hmm. But here's why I think this is some bullshit, and Netflix is being just a big pile of cock nuggets. Can I can I say cock nuggets? Are we allowed to use that? I kind believe of language so. Yeah, I didn't hear program? a beep. So. All right. Uh, so Nef- I think Netflix is being a big pile of cock nuggets because they prematurely nut bumps. <laughs> there you go, nut bumps. Bag of dicks. Bag of dicks. Not saying that I once had a hotel room where someone once posted a sign on my hotel room door that said, "Here lies a bag of dicks." Bag of dicks. <laughs> not, not not saying that may or may not involve uh, Big Kev and 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 and. Other friends that have other podcasts, by the way, were involved in, oh, that, yes. in that in that little ordeal. That person's birthday is today. Is it really? I believe so. Are, yes. are we are we talking about the are we, Rob? Are we talking about Rob? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Well, Rob, if you're listening, and I think that you do listen, happy birthday to you, sir. I don't think he listens. I think he listens. Anyway, I've known him a long time. He never listens. He never. Well, well, that's the truth. That sort of was I'm his kidding. mo. But anyway. Um, so I think that the folks at Netflix are being um, a bunch of assholes in a douche canoe without Poopy any panels uh, because they prematurely canceled all of these shows. All of these shows that were well-respected, even Iron Fist. I'm going to go so far as Iron Fist because Iron Fist had a really good second season or so I've heard. So they cancel all of these shows prematurely, right? But they're going to hold these actors – to these non-compete two-year agreements when they were the ones that canceled. That to me is a load of bullshit. Well. I would not be surprised. Disney agreed to it. Did Disney agree to it or did the actors agree to it? No, it's not the actors. It's the characters. Is it the characters or is it the actors? The characters. Look again. I mean, either way, it sucks, but let's see. This initial quartet of Marvel shows was a clause stated that they could not appear in any non-Netflix-related film or TV show for at least two years after cancellation. Oh, the characters, That would mean yeah. the earliest The Man Without Fear or Heroes for Hire could show up would be 2020. Yeah. I mean, wh- whomever it is that's affected by this, us, yeah. the viewer, um, I think I just – I mean, you're right. Disney agreed to it, but I still think it's a douche move. Well, I think Disney agreed to it because Disney probably thought – you know, well, this is probably this is uh, you know they probably had entered. It was the, probably the very that this is probably. I'm going to guess this deal is at least a year before Daredevil premieres. Probably. So this was right? them testing. So they're the waters. right in the heat of their you know all of that. You know, we're partnering with Netflix to do right. all this amazing stuff. The buzz is high, everything else, and they're thinking we're not going anywhere. Sure. And then probably three minutes after the ink was dry. 
they were like, well, fuck Netflix. We got to get a streaming service. Right. And the moment that goes into development, the Marvel Netflix universe is, uh, you know, the, you know, the clock is ticking. Sure. I get it. I mean, I don't agree with it, but I get it. It just sucks because we all ever, there was a lot of hope that we would get some, uh, reattempt at some of these characters. And it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, at least in the short term. We are going to get Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Scarlet Witch, Loki, and the Mandalorian. Yes, let's move and to the Mandalorian. a Cassian Andor show. Uh, I'm excited about the Mandalorian. <laughs> why? Why Did you not like Cassian Andor? I'm telling you, if it's Cassian Andor and K2 voiced right. by your Alan boy. Tudyk, yep. That's going to be a hell of a show. So he, the, the, the problem that I have. Sitting where I sit right now, having seen what I have seen thus far, meaning Rogue One, because I haven't read the comic. I don't know if there was a Cassian Andor comic. So one shot. Was. It was one shot, right? So having not read that, having only seen Rogue One, I thought Cassian Andor was completely and utterly boring in that film. Okay. And I, I think it was because he probably was underutilized because of the nature of that film. Could a Cassian Andor series with K2SO be really fun and exciting and interesting? Sure. Do I feel that it is premature for me to get excited about that today, December Okay. All right. 18th? No, I, I can't get excited about that right now. Oh, I can right. get excited about The Mandalorian, though. Why? Because it has a Mandalorian in it? No, or it's the dude from Game of Thrones? Or, or it's directed being directed by John Favreau. I mean, there's a lot in there that, that that's pretty excited. So yes, Pedro Pascal, who I liked on game of Thrones is going to be taking the lead uh, as the Mandalorian in the series, the Mandalorian for my film, <laughs> the creepy kid, the creepy kid. <laughs> oh, Eddie Izzard, how we love you. So yeah. Um, so I am excited about, I'm excited about everybody that's involved. I'm excited that it's not a Boba Fett movie film i'm excited or series Show. i'm excited that it's not a Django fett series i'm excited that it is another character in that armor from that sort of religion and culture that they're getting the chance to explore i'm excited at the character design and how fucking western and badass it looks i hope i hope at some point that we see a Depending on when the, I don't think they've said when the time, when this falls, right? Does it? We uh, follow the Charles Lone Gunfire reaches the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. So there you go. I don't After know. After stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in Star Wars universe in the New Republic. Oh, so it's current. It it's would current, be, yeah. I guess it's what you call a timeline. Correct. Force Awakens timeline? I, I'm guessing so. I'm, and I'm okay. okay with that. That's such a rich world to tap into right now. Why not? Sure. Why um, not? In addition to Pedro Pascal, we also have uh, Gina Carano, Giancarlo Esposito, Emily Swallow, Carl Weathers, the Carl Weathers, the uh, Carl Weathers, Omid Ab Ab Abtahi, Abthi, I don't know, Ab Abdahi, Werner Herzog, and Nick Nolte all appearing in the series in some way, shape, or form. Um, John Favreau has penned the series and direct, Nick, Nick uh, <laughs> and the director. Here's your for the goddamn show. dinner, convict. Uh, oh yeah, and also Dave Filoni is directing that that premiere episode. 
Look so, at those directors. Yeah, Deborah Deborah Chow from Jessica Jones, Rick Famu Famu. I get this guy's name all the time from Dope. Bryce Dallas Howard from Soulmates. Takiti Watiti from Thor Ragnarok. Um, I mean, it's got some pedigree behind it. It's yeah. got some great writers, great directors. It's got a good cast, and it's an interesting character. I, that get, is something get, I can prematurely get excited about. Getting uh, another Howard in the Star Wars universe. Gotta get them all. Well, wasn't she in? Uh, was she? Did she appear in uh, the Han Solo movie in a limited? No, well, I think that she was in there somewhere. I don't think she was in. If she was, I'm unaware of it. And I just, I could be. Her uncle was in there. I know her uncle. Because her uncle's in every movie that her <laughs> father does. Right. Um, all right. Disney's Pixar next film, Onward, is going to star Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, et cetera, et cetera. Onward, did you read what the premise of this is? I'm pretty excited no. about it. Onward introduces two teenage elf brothers who embark on an extraordinary quest to discover if there is still a little bit of magic left out there. Is it extraordinary or extraordinary? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm it's ex- extraordinary. It is extraordinary. It's not ordinary. And yeah, you know, it's extraordinary. That's right. It's really, really ordinary. Oh no, 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 Dusty. When you're when you're in famous, you're more than famous. You're That's right. in famous. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know. Uh, the premise sounds cool. Obviously, I like Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. So, I'm pretty stoked for that. Uh, one last thing before we have to take a break. And then we're going to come back with a couple of trailers and, a, and, a, and an exciting comic book. But let's do this last thing very quickly. An officially Ow. licensed Warhammer 40K animated series is in the works. Angels of Death is being made by the same creators behind the live-action fan film. Um, I think with the same title. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, look, anything in that Warhammer universe. Um, pretty pretty epic. Pretty epic. Um, I've seen the fan film. The fan film looked pretty cool. I saw it on the YouTubes at one point mm-hmm. in time. So, yeah, I mean, I never played Warhammer proper. I played Blood Bowl. <laughs> um, hells yeah. Hells yeah. I was there now. We'd be still playing it. But, um, but that was my entire experience. And I, I've watched a lot of people play Warhammer. But I never myself played Warhammer. Current um, version's really good. I've uh, so I've heard. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm pretty excited for that. So I think I think that's it, though, Big Kev. I think we should take a break. We're gonna come back right. with with fighting animals and trailers. With that, OG, we will take this break, uh, the only one we have on Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode five twenty two, after bedtime. help if I actually stop the recording. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition. Sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. 
Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Bitch, what you don't know about me, I can just about squeeze in the grand fucking can. Hey, this is Kevin Smith, Big Kev's love slave. Did you know I always wanted to be a dancer in Vegas? And you're listening to Big Kev's geek stuff. What do you look so shocked for, man? Fat bastard does this all the time. He thinks just because he don't say anything, it'll have some huge impact when he does open his fucking mouth. Christ, why don't you shut up? And we are back. Big Kev's geek stuff. Why is my head cut off on Instagram? It's because it doesn't like me. <laughs> Thwack. The reflection off of my bald dome was too much. It was oh. a hard time processing. You were trying to adjust. Quick hello to the friends hanging out over in the Instagram room. I see uh, Geeks Are Wired. Will hanging out in there as well. Hello, gentlemen's. Of course, during the break there, we heard from uh, our lovely friends over at Build R2D2, buildr2d2.com. Yes. For all of the awesome features that come when you participate in the Build R2D2 uh, program. I believe that's coming to an end. I believe it is coming to an end, which means, you know, exciting things on the horizon with Build Millennium. Uh, not Build Millennium Falcon. Build Ah, uh, way to go. You're trying to burn me and you didn't do it. Build you X-Men. stink. I do stink. Um, but yes, Build R2D2. Build all the awesome features, the yeah. app control, the projector, the pop-up lightsaber, all of the super duper features of that uh, super duper drone, we love that. Um, coming out of the break, there we had an ID by our friend of the show, Mr. Kevin Smith. Yeah, we want to uh, send our best wishes out to uh, Mother Smith, who yes. is uh, a tad under the weather. She's uh, in the hospital, as I understand, but my understanding is that she's doing okay. So, oh, good. best wishes out too. Mother Smith. We love Kevin. Kevin's always been very super awesome to us. And uh, yes. he's, he's a good man, Charlie Brown. All right. He's a good egg. A couple of trailers before we get into this comic book we have sitting over here next oh. to us. How to Train Your Dragon, the Hidden World international trailer. Now, I saw the most recent trailer for this before Into the Spider-Verse the other day. Um, and I thoroughly did enjoy and love it. I like the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Yeah, you know, the 37th film in the series, The Hidden World. It's only the third is, uh, film. In the I'm sure it's going to be uh I'm sure it's going to be great. It's only the third film in the series. That's impossible. It can't be the third. It's film. only the third film in the series. There's no way. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. It's got to be at least the fifth film. Nope, it's only the third movie. There was what? there were this will be the third movie and then there was a Netflix TV series. Is that what it maybe mm-hmm. I'm thinking of that. And and the Netflix series was broken up into two parts, but this is only the third movie. And I think there was like a Christmas special, but that was like a you know half an hour Christmas special. Those don't count, right? Um, also, not on the prep sheet, but I did see a trailer for it this weekend, and it's another friend of the show, uh, "The Secret Life of Pets 2. Oh yes, by friend of the show Brian Lynch involved in that project, as he was the first one and the Minions. Your first. friend, I love Brian. Brian's a sweetheart. All right, hey Brian Lynch, if you're still listening to Big Cavs Geek Stuff, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-BKGS. And let us know that you're alive. Listen. There you go. To be honest with you, I don't know if anybody's still listening to us at this point. (laughs) Wow. That's just hurtful. That's just, first of all, not true. There's a handful of guys in the Instagram room. I mean, I know they're listening to us. That's not all. I don't even listen to us anymore. 
Wow. If I'm being honest. That's that's supportive. (laughs) I do the show. I don't need to listen to the show. (laughs) I was there when they were making that shit. That's word. Word. All right. Um, Speaking of your clip. Yeah. Yeah. that you put on Facebook, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of the classic episode. Yeah. That was really funny. So so I did that for a couple of reasons. So first of all, I found an app that will allow me to put these little clips up for when I promote the show on social media, which I really love. Right. It's fun and it's cool. Will, over in pay, over in the Discord room, Will is a Patreon. You can get in on the Patreon by going to Patreon. Will Trash. Yep. Go to patreon.com backslash BKGeekStuff. For a yes. dollar, you can get into the Discord room. Um, so Will posted after I posted that vintage episode, it was from a vintage episode. He's like, that, that didn't age very well or whatever it was he said. And I, it made me laugh. Um, and I was like, shit, I should pull that. It's a good promotional clip for vintage episodes just to see how the show has progressed in 13 years or where it was. And it's the two of us talking. So you assume progressed. Yeah. It's the two of us talking negatively about the Marvel film French universe. Well, not negatively, but like (laughs) cautiously optimistically is what I would say. And that was also Mr. Fantastic, sir. You specifically said, after we said that they're looking at to develop a potential Avengers movie, you specifically said, ugh or yech or some combination of the two. So, so I would think that's negatively if I'm putting it out there. I don't. Oh, what was negative about that? You saying yech? That that I mean that that's negative, right? What what did I say yech about? They're making an Avengers film. Did I? Yes. Now listen to the clip. We're talking I'm, about. I thought the clip that you put up said that said that well, Cap would be the story if they were going to go to an Avengers yes. film without making but Cap be- first. Before that, when I say it looks like yeah. they're going to be developing an Avengers film, you say yech or ug. You say ug. I don't have to go back and listen. <laughs> yech and ug are two different expressions, Sorry, sir. Neither of them are positive. No matter well, no matter how different I they think- might be. If it was UG, I would think it would be more cautiously optimistic. UG is not cautiously optimistic. No matter how you try to, not cautiously optimistic. You're just, you're just, you're just trying to spin, fling shit onto a spin master at this point. It's you can't, (laughs) you can't turn this one around. You're making. Uh, Will says. uh, Will says it was UG. There you go. You you can't cautiously optimistic. You can't make spin art with shit, Big Kev. You can. It just stinks. <laughs> and you really gotta you gotta really water it down a little. I mean if you if you have to. Like you who. And you can't eat corn before you do it. <laughs> well no the the, the, the it clogs the, up that little bottle. Then it becomes a pollock. more trailer uh the predator holiday special trailer it's santa and his reindeer battling the predator um in honor of the holidays and shane black's the predator arriving on dvd this coming week um the predator holiday special will be airing on december 19th so in just a day or two on comedy central during the bojack horseman uh airing that night at 10 30 p.m 
Stop motion animated holiday special will feature the Predator tangling with Santa Claus and his reindeer. And there was a trailer for it. It looks pretty silly and funny, like they do. Hmm. I mean, I'm okay with it in that regard. Did we lose Instagram? We might have lost Instagram. I don't know what happened. No. Oh, there it is. I see um, it. So, yeah. I don't know. I think. It, did you watch the trailer? No, I didn't watch it. Well, is, is it because you, you hate Santa? It is. Well, I'm not going to say I hate Santa, <laughs> but let's just say he's left me a little cold over the years. That's all I'm saying. Luck. If, if you're trying to tell me that you don't, don't deserve coal every once in a while, <laughs> Big Kev. <laughs> All right. Trey, I'm, bring, I'm bringing coal back to my stocking. You're taking it back? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this awesome comic book. So we have a fan. Seriously. We have, we have a listener of this show. Uh, his name is... Steven. Steven Sims. Steven Sims. Steve Sims is his name. And he has an independently published comic book that he is putting out. And he reached out to me and to you on the Facebook. And he was like, yes. hey, guys, I'm a fan of the show. Um, I do a book. Uh, and I'd really like for you to check it out. Now, we get these messages a bunch. All the time. And you know what? <laughs> and, well, we should because sure. we like to – because every once in a while – for every for every hunk of corn That's that right. uh, we, we perhaps encapsulated in some other substance that we get, uh, we you can't retcon this, Jev. Way <laughs> yeah. to go, Will. Um, Stink. So yeah. So for every, every... Uh, for every hunk of crap right. we get, I mean, as far as like, oh, it's really great effort. You know, it's really awesome. You know that you guys are doing your own book and that sort of thing. It's like that's really cool. For every one of those that we get that we don't talk about, it's probably for every hundred of those that we right. get that we don't talk about, we get one like this. Yeah, so Steve reaches out on Facebook and he's like, hey, I do this independently published book. I'd really like you to check it out maybe. If, would you mind if I sent you some? And I was like, yeah, sure. Tell me a little bit about it. And he tells me that the title of the book is Battle Badgers. Oh, Beast Hunting Battle Badgers. Yes, Beast sure. Hunting Battle Badgers. And then, you know, he sent me a link to the Facebook page um, where he had some art and such posted. Uh, and I was like, oh, fuck yes, please. Right? And then I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I forgot about it. I had forgot that I had uh, had the so conversation with Steve. Um, you know, a bit of time had passed and... You know, it's coming from the UK, so it takes a little bit of time to get to us. And then yesterday, I got a package in the mail. Uh-huh, as like, did I. Right? And it's so got... We both got packages. Right. And it's got the custom slip on the front of the package, and it just says comics. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm thinking maybe it's Booker. <laughs> yeah. You and know. you know what I thought? I thought it was Retailer X finally sending me my previews because he's two goddamn months behind. <laughs> so, saying. so... I'm like, all right, cool. Let me check it out. And I open it up and I got so excited. Oh, me too. To man. see these books. So Steve sent us um, the first handful of issues from the series. Four. Four issues, right? Beast Hunting Battle Badgers. In addition to that, he sent us some like prints and artwork and stuff like that. It's great. No, I'm I'm going to, uh, no, uh-uh. We're not sure changing this one, sir. No, I wasn't sure. I'm going to hold it up right here. I got a beautifully handwritten letter. I too got one. Right. Yours probably says the bad stuff about me as a human. <laughs> I got this awesome 
Battle Badger sticker. Did you get one of those? Nice, nice. Did you get one of those? Um, I don't know if I got the sticker. Oh, oh I did get see? the sticker. I did get the sticker, yes. Okay, did you get... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle print. I did, and the and the other one. There was another one. Us, yeah. Usagi. Usagi Ojimbo. Usagi yep. Ojimbo by Stevenson. Did you also get the this uh this Battle Badgers print? I one? did get the Battle Badgers print, which is okay. F- fucking beautiful. Okay. okay, and did you get the original art drawing? Original sketch. I I did I did get my own original sketch. Oh sweet, we both got one. Yeah, this is possibly the best package we've ever gotten. So so my excitement. No, no bullshit, by the way. I am not. I may sound a little facetious there, but I am not. Listen, this is an awesome package. We're not joking when we say we get a bunch of these, and you know not how joking. often you know how often we talk about them on the show. Um. So that said, that tells you something. So I was super excited when I saw the art. The letter was great. You know, he talks a little bit about his. Uh, he talks a little bit about his. Um, you know, his influences. He's been a long time listener, by the way. He's been a long time. He goes back to the fantastic days. Whoa! He puts in his letter to me. Um, I'm actually skimming my letter yeah. now. And uh, yeah, he talks about uh, when Matt was losing his mind over the upcoming Transformers and GI Joe movies. So, and, you know, Fantastic was before episode 100. So it's the early days of the show, Steve is my wow. listener. Um, and, you know, he talks about his influences, TMNT and, and things like that, and all the things that we love oh. on the oh, it show. Says he, it says he dropped by our stall at New York Comic Con. Well put, because we're a bunch of jackasses, so we would be <laughs> in a stall. Yes. Uh, but uh, at New York Comic Con a few years back, it says hi, but there was a bajillion people. Yes. So it was brief before I was swept away with the tide. That is very likely and largely true of a lot of people who come up to us at New York Comic Con and they're like, two years later, it's like, yeah, I remember I saw you in New York Con- two years, two weeks later, yeah. like, I saw you in New York Comic Con. I'm like, yeah. Uh, and, okay. And, 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 and honestly, Will, who's in the Instagram room right now, he can attest to how crazy the booth does get at times and how many people swing by. And we have all sorts of friends and family and, you oh, know, with the true. raffles and everything else, it gets busy. So Steve swung by. I apologize, Steve. I don't recall that encounter. Um, and if I brushed you off, my my deepest apologies. But that said, um, I don't think it was a brush off. I think it was just just busy. Is what it is. Um, so I read issue one of Battle Badgers today. I did not get to read I... more than issue one. Um, first of all, because I didn't want to just skim them. I want to actually digest these. Um, right. I loved it. The art is beautiful. It's all in black and white. Um, the story is great. Uh, you know, it's it's a fantasy element story, but it's not it's not mouse guard fantasy. All right, and we're back. Wow, haven't heard that bit in a long time. Um, so I was talking about the style of the book and the type of mm-hmm. fantasy that it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's fantasy mm-hmm. with animals, but it's not Mouse Guard. It's not that sort of high drama that Mouse Guard is. It's more. Uh, it's a little bit more comedic, um, but TMNT. it's serious, and it it is definitely way more TMNT. <laughs> and uh, 
Party. I absolutely loved it. It was hilarious. So uh, it was beautiful. It's all in black and white. Steve did a, an amazing job on this book. I think everybody should definitely check this book out. If you go over to battlebadgers.co.uk or Facebook page Beast Hunting Battle Badgers or at Battle Badgers on social media, um, you can check out more of Steve's work and find out more information on the book. Um, Steve, I know that you're listening, so I'd like for you to remind me uh, and remind people um, wh- where we're going after issue four. Are we getting more? When When are we getting more? Um, oh, yeah. We got to know that. Where is this available in the U.S.? Um, we'll update you guys next week and I'll post some updates on the Facebook page as well. Um, but I highly recommend people check out battle badgers. It's a lot of yes. fun. Um, I think it's a really good book. Um, I it think does harken back to that era when, uh, when TMNT first came out. Uh Oh, what happened? I don't know. We lost Instagram somehow. That's you okay. lost it. We got to keep going though. Um, you killed it. So, um, I think it's definitely worth checking out, man. Battle Badgers. It's a great it's so beautiful. It's do you have one of the do you have one of the issues there in front of you, Big Kev? Yeah, I do. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up well here. I'm gonna show the cover art to the Instagram. That's number two, I That's believe. Issue, yeah, sir. because issue one is is still in my backpack. Um but I mean look at some of this interior art, if you can see it. Yeah, I mean you, I mean it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely it's absolutely beautiful. This is some of the, the cover art on the back of the book. Um, wait, who are you showing? Instagram. Oh, because I'm not. Oh, wait. No, we're back up. I can also show it when you've granted my request. Do 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 do. Yeah. So um. So yeah, Steve Steve Sims is putting out this beautiful Steve. book. Steve. The two lead characters, Laird and Flint. I have no doubt that Laird is an homage to Mirage Studios TMNT. Um, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. The story Check is out that art. The art is stupid good. Um, I can't wait to actually frame up that Usagi Yojimbo print. And I think I'm going to frame up the Battle Badgers print too. And I'm going to add them to the big wall of art that is in my studio here. Oh, in, yes. In New Jersey. Yeah. Just, I think you should frame up that original drawing, sir. Well, so... Uh, but when I say frame them up, I mean I'm going to throw the prints in probably like uh, uh, like a like a generic Michaels frame. But with the original, right. I'll probably I'll probably get it done up nice. I'll get oh. something a little bit nicer to do with it. Like I have a lot of originals from artists uh, in in the studio, and I like to get those done. You know, nice proper proper. Speak, speaking of which, OG, before I left, um, I gave you a lovely gift that uh, I thought. Uh, that you would get framed and hang. I'm wondering where I'm wondering where that ended up. So I've gotten two quotes to frame that piece, um, uh-huh. and I and I want to do it right. Um, and both of those quotes were high. Um, I see. Uh, Do you go to Uncle Eric's guy? Uh, no, um, not unreasonably high. Just but high, higher than I was comfortable spending at the current moment. Got it. So I so I actually have it framed. Oh, I put it in a frame, but the frame that I have it in is bigger than the piece itself. So you need a mat. So yeah, so the frame that I have it in is protecting it, but it is not display ready just yet. Oh, I get it. Does that make sense? So I have it protected and safe, 
but yes. I haven't got it to the point where I could properly display it yet. Right. I'll, I'll, I'm getting there. It's just money. You know, money is always a I think uh, I think Steve and I need to have a talk. I think everybody should have a talk with Steve. Everybody should be picking up Battle Badgers. Everybody well, should yes. be picking up those links that I throw out there. Um, I think you would be doing yourself a favor. I think you'll really enjoy the book. If you're a fan of classic TMNT, this book is right up your alley, man. It's it's so fun. That first issue was so much fun. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we could probably go into the plugs. Yeah? I mean, I, I hear the music, so. Can we? I was hoping to, you know, to rattle off a list of comics like Battle Badgers. Do you remember them all? I, I don't. Are you talking Teenage about like Radio- Ninja Turtles? Yeah, radioactive hamsters from planet. Radioactive, <laughs> nah, radioactive, mildly microwaved, prepescubent kung fu gophers. Right. No, biker mice from Mars or something. Biker like that. mice from Mars was a little different. Right. So was hamster vice. That was also a little different. Okay. Um, what what are the other? I can't remember them all now. Damn it! Damn it! Uh, but there were so many of them. Like so many ones that they just were either one offs. Right. Or they were like, uh, you know, in like these compilation sort of, you know, hit books. Yeah, but right. anyway, anyway, I know you want to uh, you want to wrap it up, OG. So I will wrap yeah. it up with so you. Before we do our own plug, I want to quickly mention our friends over at Unwinnable. So Stu, Hambone, those guys, guys who run Geek um, they have a subscription drive going on right now. So if you go over to Unwinnable's website, uh, unwinnable.com, um, you can get in on their subscription drive. Two dollars will get you the first month, four ninety nine for every month. After that, you get access to every back issue of the monthly with your subscription, um, as well as a bunch of other content, magazines that they put out. Um, Unwinnable is a great pop culture video game review magazine. Um, they talk about tabletop gaming, a little bit of everything. They're friends of the show. Go show them some love and support. Join the Unwinnable uh, uh, family today. The Unwinnable Alliance. Alliance. I think we're part of the Unwinnable Alliance. Are we? So, yeah, we will. Oh. I, at minimum, we have a treaty with Unwinnable. <laughs> that, seems, that seems appropriate. Yeah. They're... Did you see? I just saw a new um, – I wanted to bring this to your attention. I don't know if I already did. I saw a new Green Arrow statue. Oh, I don't know. Did you see a new Green Arrow statue? And it looks like it's meant to also connect, but doesn't have to, with a green lantern statue. And the lantern is at Arrow's feet. And apparently it's like an LED and it oh, lights up. you have up. to send me a link to that. I will. I'll send you a link if, to it. Because that, I, if, it look, if it's like that and it's actually like Kirby era, I, I might almost be interested in getting that. And it'd be the only time I've ever bought a green lantern anything. Well, you don't have to. I mean, the lantern statue is separate. I, no, I know, but but I, right. I was a fan of the old Green Hour Green Lantern book. Yes, yes, I know. So it might be a nice sort of display piece that harkens back to that. Oh, that would be two statues. Visually, though, I understand. Send One me the tenth link. scale. Send me the link. Um, speaking of Green Hour, <laughs> send me the link. I, uh, I, the, the, the music is running, but very quickly, speaking oh. of Green Arrow, I am going to be, I'll talk about it on the show next week, but I'm also going to be doing it on Twitch. I'm going to try Green to Arrow Anonymous. A, 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 an unboxing on Twitch. Of what is quite oh. possibly the worst Green Arrow arrow figure I have ever seen. It showed up in the mail today. Um, oh, no. The figure is so bad that I, I've given serious consideration to sending it back. What? what who, who made it? Soap 
is the name of the company <gasps> that made it. No, let me see that one. It's, no, it's, let me see the box. Job on this thing is oh that is the one it's terrible it's terrible hold that up to the camera hold that up to the camera again it's 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 bad did we we saw this at toy fair didn't we yeah but when we saw it at toy fair it was before they smeared shit on the mold so anyway i'll be doing an unboxing of that on twitch i think later this week so check Alrighty. out uh, twitch.com or twitch.tv backslash geek stuff og for all of that of course we have links to all of our other social media over on that twitch channel too so check that out right. um we're trying to go we're trying to go affiliate on twitch so we need like 55 subscribers and followers a bunch of screen time and a bunch of stuff so pop over there give me a follow even if you're new to twitch check it out i would appreciate it we would appreciate it don't forget you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com you can find us at facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff i am on social media at geekstuffog I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox network, and I am BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, I believe. Huh? And Zah, of course, you can find PK at K Robert Marlowe on social media. And I think with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 522, the one we called After Bedtime, to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, Penny Marshall, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Which might explain your